Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the HIV Podcast. Each week, we focus on a person, historical event, or pop culture moment linked to HIV and explore the story of what actually happened. I'm Sarah. And I'm Jess. And between us, we've been working in the field of HIV for 40 years. Our aim is to get as many people as possible HIV educated. Welcome to the HIV Podcast. That was um, lovely Zoe, who's just started with us. Yep, and we thought the first thing we'd do to make her feel really comfortable in her new job was get her to announce the podcast. Yay. You're loving it, aren't you? Crouch next to yeah. my desk. Hold it closer. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, Zoe, <laughs> but we very much appreciate it. No worries. Okay, Thank fantastic. you. So Zoe's going to be listening to the edited podcast before we release it. Yeah, she's she's taking lovely Lauren's place. So we need to think of something that rhymes, not rhymes with Zoe, that starts with a Z also, that's like lovely Lauren. So we'll have to think of that. Yeah, Zed's not the easiest letter. What's your middle name? I don't have one. <laughs> Can we give you one? Yeah, feel free. Felicity. Felicity, did you Fabulous say? Felicity. Well, oh, that's a bit of a mouthful, actually, isn't it? Because Perfect. I can't use Zoe anymore because it's boring. Well, it's not boring. It's a nice name. But well, I like the name. Like yeah. Zany Zoe or... There's nothing with a Z, is no. Yeah, I'll, I'll take Felicity. That's my new name. Yeah. Okay, I love it. New job, new name. It's just what you want, isn't it? We won't torture you any longer. I don't worry. Thank you. I'll be back any time. People are like that when they start a new job, aren't they? In a few weeks, uh, she'll be like, no, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> guesting on this not channel for me, of the podcast. You. Not for me, but yes, perfect. Well, wonderful to have Zoe on today. Right. What do I have? Let's see. Right. In exciting news, you probably saw Sarah. Hundreds. Oh, did we explain countries. the setup, by the way? Sarah is back in her pit fort. So back in the office because she's training Zoe and she is back in her blanket fort. So for anyone who's watching a video clip on Instagram or is having a little look at what on earth is happening on TikTok, that is what is going on. It's um, Sarah's DIY sound booths. Get in touch with her for a quote. Yes. I also have um, a droopy blanket. I don't look. You can see here. 
Oh, I don't well, don't poke it. To. She's poking her setup. It's all just going to fall down any it is, second. It is, yeah. But the <laughs> it's just very limp. Yes, isn't it? How how very apt for this podcast. Anyway, I don't know if you saw this week, but very exciting time, Sarah. 173 countries. So what's the new country? Do you know? I ask you this every time and you're like, I haven't been through the whole list. You do ask me every time. I don't have exactly what the new country is because what I can see is a whole number of the amount of countries that we are downloaded oh, okay. in, that yeah. we are listened to in. And it suddenly jumped up to 173, which I was like, this is amazing. Imagine if we take over the whole world soon. You've always talked about world domination, but I thought, interestingly, why don't we have a look at our top 10 countries that we are most listened to in? Oh, okay. Yep, let's go for it. We'll go number one, actually, to start with. Where would you assume that we are the most listened to, like our most popular country? England. Yeah, right, because this is where we're we're based. This is where the podcast is based. Of course, it's not, though. It's not, I know. Is it Paraguay? Yeah, constantly number one in Paraguay with like five listeners. Um, no, it's the United States, America. Is it? Yeah, by an honest, by a country mile. That is, uh, we are most downloaded in America. Yeah, I know, oh, crazy. So the UK is actually second on the list. That's sort of no surprise because, you know, behind America. And obviously America's big, much bigger population. And apparently they just can't get enough of the HIV podcast. Then number three is Mexico. Mexico over that side of the world because number four is Canada and then again we're staying around that at that whole side of the world with Honduras welcome to the people there don't have to welcome them Sarah they're on board they're in the top 10 they're number one two three four five they're fifth they're our fifth country with the most listeners that listen okay then we're gonna go down under baby to Australia Australia I was gonna say Australia's got to be in there yeah but I don't know if you'd get the last few so then Dominican Republic but I mean the Dominican Republic is tiny no but it was it's it's the amount of downloads this is these are our top tens wow consistently yeah then the Philippines okay yeah fair enough yeah then we've got Jamaica again very small country is it this that there are a few people downloading. No, these constant. are lots. These are thousands of downloads. And then in at number 10, Vietnam. Oh. I know. I know. So there you go. There's our top 10. I just thought it might be interesting for everyone to have a little insight into where we are most popular. Oh, let's do a tour. A world tour. Well, let's start in America and Mexico. We can stop off in the Dominican and Jamaica. Okay. Well, we could probably do Canada and Honduras as well, couldn't we? Yeah. We're around there. I'm on board, Sarah. World tour. Absolutely. Okay. So we make that happen. Amazing. Also, I had someone who told me that in B&M, there is now a chocolate button selection box. So is run, don't walk, Sarah, is what I I'm mean, saying. Is it right just to tell me and not present me with something like that? Oh, you wanted me to... Oh, I see. You wanted me to actually just have like sent them to you or something. Well, no, but you know, remember our listeners are thinking of you. They're literally sending it and they said they're in B&M. Sent me a picture and everything. So thank you, Stuart, who sent that over over the weekend. Oh, I like that people are looking for variations of chocolate buttons because it's very much needed. There's, you know, we're busy. There's a lot of chocolate buttons being consumed at the moment. So this is very thoughtful. Thank you. Exactly. And also he sent us a link that was all around. You know, I had asked about what happens um, if people don't have health insurance. What, you know, what goes on with that? 
he sent a link through explaining that a bit further. So I was like, how nice that someone, you know, bothered to send us that information over. Aww. I love you. I love our listeners. Perfect. What do we have today? Are you done? Yes. <laughs> Seamless as ever. That's all I've got, Sarah. It's like it's like a machine gun of information where I can't stop talking and you definitely can't get a word in edgeways. And then I'm like, I'm spent. I don't know, I've got nothing else. Go to sleep now. Uh, okay, this week is our last week looking at the American porn industry. I can't believe we're already at episode five. I know, it's gone quick, isn't it? Honestly, when I, I, I thought we were going to, I was like, oh no, I think there's still two more left. And I looked at the calendar and thought, no, already over. So this week, we're looking at John C. Holmes, who is reputed to be the most famous of all porn stars. We're taking the majority of our info from uh, Wikipedia this week. And I know you said last week you'd named somebody else. So he might not be the most famous, but he's one of the most famous. Yeah, but do you know, Ron Jeremy is just more, he's probably infamous, right? Well, some not nice stuff came out about him, but he would, I don't know, like I said before, I think when Jeremy sort of crossed over into sort of slightly more mainstream, he'd do like cameos in films and things like that, which is why I'd Mm. heard of him. So I haven't heard about John Holmes, but I like anyone that self-professes that they are the most famous person of that industry. Why not? We should start doing that around HIV. We're the most famous. We're not the most famous people. We are the most famous podcast. We're not, allegedly. About HIV. <laughs> oh well, John's name came up a lot when I was doing the research for the kind of series. And what, if we want to look at why he's most well known, or why he thinks he's most well known, or other people have backed up that claim, it's partly because he did lots of porn films, five hundred and seventy-three to be p- precise. That is a lot. That is a lot. But he is best known for the fact that he had an exceptionally large penis. How large are we talking? Well, do you know, there's no documented measurements for length or how girthy he Girl. was. It might be evident if you watch Did he film. write this? Can I just stop you? Is this a bit like him saying, I'm the most famous porn star? Did he was biggest penis ever? No measurements, because it can never be beaten, can it? Or proved. But I've not seen I've not seen his films. Maybe if you watch one of his films, it'll be very you know, be self-evident. He's enormous. I don't I mean Wikipedia says John Holmes was to the adult film industry what Elvis Presley was to rock and roll. He simply was the king. That's gonna, quite a claim. What? I'm gonna Google this. I'm gonna Google John Holmes' penis. Do you wanna see how big it is? Uh, no, I do not. Oh, I do. I've checked on Google and it says that it was 14 inches long. But I don't know if that was erect or or not. Oh wow! There you go. Oh, is that flaccid? Do you think that is massive? I don't know. So they, yeah, Google says fourteen inches long, but surely that can't be erect because I thought that must. Oh, I don't know. I don't know because no, um, you couldn't have a flaccid fourteen-inch penis. Imagine if you got erect; it would be like a lightsaber. You'd just topple over. And sometimes people are a grower, not a shower. So maybe he was a shower, not a grower, right? So he didn't really get loads bigger, it just filled. Oh. All of that blood going down to that one You'd area. faint, wouldn't you? You'd pass out. Yeah. No. Maybe that's what happened every time he had sex. I, I don't know. A massive erection, he just passed out. <laughs> and that was the end of the film. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that was it. 
Okay, well, John's career began in the late 60s. Uh, He wasn't working. He was recovering from a collapsed lung. um, And he was going to this men's card playing club. I mean, it's the 60s. So that was kind of the more popular back then. And in that club, he met a photographer. It wasn't arranged. They were standing next to each other in the urinals. The photographer says to John, you know, you could find work in the underground adult film business. Gave him his cards. Presumably, he's clocked the ginormous penis. I'd be like, eyes front, mate. Come on. We're not all in here to stare at each other's junk, are we? I bet people do. I mean, I don't know. But the temptation, come on. Do you know what? I couldn't cope with any urinal. Like, you just stood next to someone just openly pissing, aren't you? Like, in, in, in cubicles, at least there's sort of something between you. What I mean is, it's just you, you're, you're so close you could get splashed. Oh, yeah, no, it's not for me. I like a cubicle. I like a sit down, if I'm honest. I think, I think a lot of men, they say it's a treat, don't they, for a sit down wee? But you're right, standing up, it's just, no. No, exactly. No, thanks. Anyway. <laughs> John started doing some nude modelling and the occasional stag film, which apparently is a film where women perform sex acts on men. Oh, okay. So, okay. And then his career took off in 1971 with an adult film series about a private investigator called Johnny Wad. So he's a private investigator and they didn't go with the very obvious private dick. Oh, yeah. They've missed a trick there, haven't they? Johnny Wad? Yes. I mean, I don't know if they're in the rest of the world, but like a wad is like a wad of cash, right? Yeah. So I don't really know what that's got to do with I don't know. anything. That's And that is around the time when porn became more mainstream. So films like Deep Throat, even I've heard of that, that yeah. was in 1972. So he's kind of hit the scene at the right time. So it's becoming a lot more popular. And he is, he is a lively character. So he was arrested for pimping and pandering around that time. So pimping. I'm sorry, <laughs> what is pandering? Wow, pimping deals with the issue of somebody receiving the earnings of a prostitute. We all know what that is, yeah. yeah. Pandering laws deals with the issue of somebody persuading another person to either become or remain a prostitute. So it's not about receiving money. That's not normally a factor in in a pandering crime. It's almost like coercion. You're coercing somebody into becoming a prostitute into sex work but that seems really odd if you're not getting any sort of financial gain as to as to why that would be that crime i guess maybe the two have to go together i don't know king and pandering now he um he avoided prison by becoming an informant for the la police remember this is the 70s things were done very differently back then so he's obviously done a deal and they said let you off prison if you tell us everything you know about pimping and pandering i guess goodness (laughs) me it must have been a big business (laughs) <laughs> by the late 70s john's earning up to three thousand dollars a day for his porn performances but developed a cocaine addiction and that is affecting his work can't maintain an erection so to support no, he needs a fluffer oh god but that is a lot to our team a team of fluffers with a cocaine addiction though no, Imagine no. that fluffer that's constantly trying to get him erect and nothing's working the stress yeah, you would feel like a lot of weight on your shoulders, wouldn't you? Just I think you'd just feel like I've, I just can't. I'm just not a good fluffer anymore. Yeah, I'm failing. I'm going to leave the industry. Yeah, I'm going to have to find someone else to do. So he, um, to support his drug habit, ventures into crime, selling drugs for gans, prostituting himself to men and women, credit card fraud, 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 
don't even know what that is, credit card fraud. And in the mid 70s, he groomed and abused a 15 year old girl, forcing her into prostitution and beating her. There is a reason why I'm telling you all of this, by the way. We'll okay. find out later on. Is it to do with HIV? Yeah, he contracts HIV. That's okay. further down the line. So despite all of this, there's still interest in him. Um, and uh, let, we'll just go over those again, because I think, you know, kind of, it's easy to brush over it, isn't it? So he um, is selling drugs for gangs, prostituting himself to men and women, credit card fraud, and he's grooming and abusing a 15-year-old girl. Now, in my book, call me old-fashioned, but that is quite a serious offences. Yeah, yeah. And the police still just not that bothered as long as he's, you know, telling them everything. Well, I think he's kind of getting away with it. I mean, he's an informant for the police anyway. But I think the point for me is that despite all of that, he's still used within the porn industry. He's still a big star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I see your point. There's a documentary uh, in 1981 and it said, Exhausted, John C. Holmes, The Real Story. It's got an interview segment with him where he claims he slept with 14,000 women. Now, he later admit that he just plucked that figure out of the air and that he did it to improve his public image, which by this point was obviously waning because of all, all the illegal activity. That wouldn't make me like him more. It would. It certainly wouldn't. Like, no, it wouldn't make me like him more. But the fact that he's saying this, somebody's obviously loving it. And yet his career continues. So there's a film in 1983 called The Private Pleasures of John C. Holmes. It's a gay film, but it's still trading on his name. Um, And he's also, uh, he did some loops, they call them, short films of him having anal sex with men. And you think, I mean, is there anything that he could do to... Do we know why he was so untouchable? Or or people just didn't seem to care about all these other crimes? They just kept using him. I think because he sold films. His enormous penis, I suppose. That's yeah. the key, isn't it, to being forgiven for everything? <laughs> yes, there it is. But it's I think not- you're right. I think it is. It's the fact that he does have an enormous penis and that's what sells films. Anyway, I mean, it goes on. He is a lively character and he gets himself into more trouble. He is associated with the Wonderland murders. Oh, I know about these. I've been listening to a podcast about the Wonderland murders. Oh. Yeah. Okay, for anyone who doesn't have an obsession with true crime... Why don't you? A is the first question. In the very early 80s, there was a drug gang called the Wonderland Gang, and they deal in cocaine to fund their hair. Their, they deal in cocaine. Their hairdo, fund- Sarah, did you say? Their, oh, their hair heroin do's. addiction. <laughs> this is why we could never do a true crime podcast. It would just be horrendous. So they deal in cocaine to fund their heroin addiction. John regularly sold drugs for the gang, but he was also helping himself to the drugs that he was selling. And he finds himself falling out of favour with them. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised. He's just stealing from them, basically. So um, in order to kind of gain favour, he tells two of the gang about a large stash of drugs, money and jewellery that another drug dealer has at his house. And he helps them set up what they call a home invasion and armed robbery. I mean, a home invasion. I mean, you're just breaking and entering. Now, John wasn't present at the robbery, but the guy whose house it was, his name's Eddie, suspected he was involved. Eddie forces John to confess. He basically threatens him and his family with their lives and then sends enforcers with John to get revenge on the Wonderland gang. Oh, my God, this got dark. Exactly. You're just researching a a porn podcast and all of this comes up. Now I've started looking at it. I can't stop. I need to know what happened. 
On the 1st of July, four of the gang members uh, were found murdered and a fifth had been severely beaten. John was allegedly present during the murders and left a palm print on one of the victim's headboard, but there wasn't proof that he'd actually killed anyone. He was questioned by the police, but released due to lack of evidence. He's, he's got a lucky charm on him, this guy. He's a slippery character, isn't he? Yeah. Having been released, he refused to cooperate in the investigation. And essentially, he went on the run because the investigation carries on. And he must have been concerned that he was going to be named by other people. Uh, so he goes on the run for five months. Um, eventually, they catch up with him. And he is charged with murder times four. Fair enough. After a three-week trial, he's acquitted of murder. See, I feel like does he have sort of some sort of like insider knowledge of some like bigwigs in the area? Because that's how this feels. Yeah, I mean, he is charged with contempt of court. Uh, I mean, that's minor compared to murder, and he did go to prison for it, but he didn't go to prison for long. And upon release, he resumes his porn career. I mean, he's he feels a bit untouchable at this yeah. point. I'd agree with you. I mean, by now, there is a new generation of porn stars to work with. Um, and he's still ad- addicted to drugs, but he's doing cameos rather than being the star of the show. But honestly, after all of that, yeah, he's still, still being off his work. Do you think people looked at him like a bit of a legend, like a rebel, because he'd done all this stuff? Yeah. Is I that think the draw? I've just, I've given up on the porn industry by this stage yeah. like i mean what, what do people have to do to never work again you know he's got a list of crimes as long as your arm is being in prison and it's still like no no come back I, I just don't understand it maybe maybe though it was free publicity you're in the paper i don't know if it was like it is now but you know if this happened sort of present day you'd be all over the paper wouldn't you and then if you went on to star in something that would be all over the papers yeah maybe it is free publicity I don't know. Where are we now? February 1986 by this point, um, and he's diagnosed with HIV. His wife, he does have a wife. <laughs> I know. Where's she been in all of this? She's a very understanding woman. During all of this, she's very quick to ensure everyone's na- everyone knows that he isn't an intravenous drug user, so he couldn't have caught HIV that way. But it's not clear whether he contracted from his work. Right, okay. So, yeah, they have no... No. I feel like he, all of his life should have been the great porn scandal rather than oh. what we learned about before, right? Definitely. Yeah, I think so. Uh, even though he's diagnosed, still appears in films. Um, he's offered a, lu- a lucrative deal with the production company. They are unaware he's tested positive. He's in no rush to tell them. And only later was it revealed that he had consciously chosen not to reveal his HIV status to his co-stars before engaging in unprotected sex with them on set. I don't know if any of them subsequently tested positive themselves, but they do know that he um, kept his HIV status to himself. His health does start to fail and he tells the press he has colon cancer. A year later, he remarries. Okay, so his wife's had enough by now. seen sense yeah and he does reveal his aids diagnosis to his new wife by then he does have aids and on the 13th of march 1988 he dies from aids related complications what a life though jeez i know to get to that point and wikipedia well wikipedia is keen for us to know that he wasn't all bad because i think we're both on the same page here where we don't i I mean i don't know what they've got to say that can sort of pull it back from all of this oh let's see 
let's see if these things persuade you. Okay. So they say he was involved with Greenpeace. No, not persuaded. And campaigned for Save the Whales and Save the Seals. No. I mean, I like those campaigns, just it, it's not winning me over to him. Okay. Well, let's see if your hobbies, his hobbies, your hobbies, his hobbies, maybe that will win you over. Okay. Clay sculpting? No. Woodwork? No. Okay. Is, is it seriously list these things? Yes. Oh my God. Who wrote this? Who wrote this Wikipedia entry? In an attempt to kind of win people back. I feel like they got to the end of his life story and went, oh, crikey, need to bring him back and make people like him again. He was, uh, yes, very keen on woodwork. Ridiculous. Well, I mean, you like woodwork, don't you? Oh, yes, I do. You're absolutely right. Yeah. I do but... not like murder. Exactly. You don't like murder, pimping and pandering. You don't, you're not using your woodwork is what I'm saying to try to redeem yourself, are you? No, I am not. And that, and that think, isn't why you should have hobbies to use them to, for redemption. Nor why you should support excellent campaigns. <laughs> Such a awful thing to do, isn't it? Yes, I've murdered people and intimidated people and prostituted people, but very into saving the seals. Well, exactly. I've also possibly um, infected other people with HIV because I'm having sex with them unprotected without actually telling them. But again, I don't know if you heard, Greenpeace. Greenpeace and me, we are <laughs> like that. Like, no, mate, no. It's just so weird, isn't it? And I, I mean, like we've said, he is quite a character, and that is put, putting it politely. And I think we should mention some of the things on Wikipedia that aren't true because he was, John was very good at exaggerating the truth. Exaggerating the truth or just telling blatant lies? I don't, let's see. I've got some of them here because we can set the record straight, right? Okay. One of his claims was that he had degrees in physical therapy, medicine, and political science. Not true. Why would he say that? To make himself appear. But I don't believe him. Pick one. Two at a push. Like, you're not going to have that many degrees. No, I know. There's other things that were said about him. I don't think this came from him. This is an urban myth. But the myth is that he inadvertently killed two male performers whilst filming a gay feature film during the trial... He was told by a judge to abstain from anal sex. So I think the implication is that he had such a large penis that he killed somebody, two men with it. He said that. I, oh, thought... I don't know if that came from him or whether that was an urban myth that he has done nothing to dispel. I suppose you could get really bad internal injuries, couldn't you, from something like that? Wow. Would the judge, having listened to those cases of two male performers that have been killed, tell him... You know what you need to do? Just stop having anal sex. Who, again, who wrote this Wikipedia page? <laughs> We're probably going to get some real hate mail now about it. Oh, no. And the person that was like, actually, I did that? Like some distant relative, and we'll be like, oh no. Do you want to know my favourite claim? Go on. He told penis. Uh, he told penis? <laughs> he told penises. <laughs> he was like a penis charmer, like a snake charmer, but for penises. <laughs> he told people. His penis was so big that he had to stop wearing underwear because, and I quote, I was getting erections and snapping the elastic waistband four or five times a month. Uh, no, absolutely not. But what I'd love to do is test it out by buying some men's underpants and then we see how far we can pull them because that is a ridiculous claim. Uh, this, uh, this is why I find it funny because of all the claims that you could make, 
about your enormous penis, snapping the elastic on your pants isn't the one, is it? No. He said, I don't know, my penis is so large that every time I get an erection, I find myself staring into my own urethra like it's a telescope. That sounds pretty. Where were you? Where were you? Start giving the tips to the Wikipedia page there of the crazy claims. (laughs) But that's like quite a claim, isn't it? Snapping your knicker elastic. That is not impressive. I feel like he just said whatever. To me, it sounds a bit like, you know, someone's just knee jerk. It's just whatever the first thing he thinks of. Oh, she's so massive. I just snap my underpants (laughs) five times a day. Like, who's reading that or hearing that and going, oh, God, I love him. Yeah. He's amazing. Craziness. It's just so stupid. I mean, that is the lowdown on the porn industry, American porn industry, most famous star who passed away from AIDS. Oh, every time we talk about someone dying, we've always had a moment before and it just comes across as really insincere. No, we're not insincere. We didn't make those claims. No. And it's important that we, uh, you know, put them right. Exactly, exactly. Well, this has been a really good mini series. Thank you very much for your research. Do you know what, though, I've realised, well, because I am that stupid, the American porn industry, it's just made by men for men, isn't it? I feel like that's just called life, Sarah, and the world and the universe. Do you know what I mean? Everything made by men for men. But there's no porn for women. There's no woman. Well, maybe there are. Maybe I've just not met them. I don't know any women that think, right, do you know what I'd like to do today is watch a porn film and I'd like to see a woman have 10 men ejaculate into her face and then she looks like she's got jizzy measles. Nobody's saying that, are they? <laughs> oh, no women want to see that. I feel like there's a gap in the market. We should yeah. we should look at how we should do women's porn. I bet, there's, I bet there is on OnlyFans, you know, just add it to the OnlyFans list, Sarah. But I don't know what it would be. Oh, no, so... It's not porn, but we're much more, we need, we just need more of a build up, don't we? We're more about the suggestion than the wang it out and let's fucking go. Like, I don't know. I feel I need realism, Jess. I want to see Trevor and Susan in bed. Susan saying to Trevor, Trevor, if you jab that into my thigh one more time, I'm going to lose my with you. Tonight is not the night. and We're not doing it. It's too hot. <laughs> and that, if you that's continue, what you <laughs> If you continue to refer to your penis as Trevor Longcock, we're getting divorced. Trevor Longcock, I love that. I mean, I don't know. I guess a lot of women went nuts for their Fifty Shades stuff, didn't they? Oh, God, did you read those books? No, I didn't even watch the film. It's not for me. I mean, I have seen one of the films. I think I saw the first one and I've read the books. All right. Again, it's about the man and he's coercing her into doing things for him that she's never done before and isn't very keen on. The first, the whole of the first book is about the bloody contract that he's drawn up for her and how she's not sure if she wants to sign well, it. Well, you are right. The irony is the entire thing is is centred around around a man, isn't it? Maybe we should do um, our own film around a female dominatrix because there are female dominatrix, aren't there? And We've already got a name, haven't we? The Kraken. Oh. Right? Just saying. Just saying it could be a film... But not based on my vagina, but we could call it the Kraken and it could be maybe part horror, part true crime, part porn. What do you think? Oh, gosh. Will that appeal to women? Well, it might. Talking about things that appeal to you, Sarah. Yes. A while ago, remember I challenged you and I said, oh, God, wonder if you can 
you know, find a link to um, HIV and chocolate. You only went and did that, didn't you? I stepped up to the game, Jess. Yes, I did. Yeah. And that's our next episode. I literally can't wait. You were like, absolutely. There has to be, there has to be a linkage between HIV and chocolate. And here we go. Yes. Now you've got a week, because we're not recording this till next week, a week to get the sponsorship from Cadbury's. Okay. Uh, I mean, again, every episode that we mention Cadbury's, we also mention, I mean, you literally talked about ejaculating on someone's face like gross measles. Oh. Oh, I just feel it's not the sort of image that Cadbury might be going for. I mean, that's a fair point. <laughs> that's, yeah. Okay. Oh. Uh, well, look, you're in charge of sponsorship. You um, engage with them. Don't obviously reference this episode. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and get sponsorship from like one of those places that makes like those chocolate penises and the chocolate boobs. It's better than nothing. And then we also need to find some men's underpants and uh, see how much tension they have in them. Thanks for listening to the HIV podcast. If you enjoyed our podcast, please like, rate, and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can now also follow us on Instagram and TikTok at The HIV Podcast for behind-the-scenes insights and video. The HIV Podcast is produced by Thames Valley Positive Support. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, this is Paige from Giggly Squad, and I want to talk to you about Splash Refresher and my water intake. Okay, so you guys obviously know that I'm a hydrated girly, but sometimes when you drink that much water, it starts to just taste bland, and you're just like, I need something to spice it up. That's why I love Splash Refresher. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and it's a splash of sweetness. And they come in five different flavors. They're so good. Wild berry, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. My favorite is the wild berry because I I just love a berry. So if you're like me and you're drinking water all day, then try Splash Refresher. It's going to absolutely change your water game and it's good for you.